Signal City, a beacon for the young and superpowered. A community where citizens of a new generation find themselves in all the masks they wear. Will they learn to thrive or to threaten? What kind of world will they fight for? Find out as we follow the heroics and teenage struggle of... Vigil, the Scion, and I'm here to make things right. Lilith, the Curator, and I'm never alone. Shrike, the Torchbearer, and I'll never hide who I am. Tempest, the Newborn, and I'm here to find my spark. We welcome you to Reroll Play. Welcome, citizens, to Season 5 of Reroll Play. We open this volume with panels in grayscale of a schoolyard. It looks like an elementary school. Um, You can see there's sort of like the playground equipment in the back. There's a sports field off to one side. In the distance, there's a somewhat plain-looking, slightly upscale, mostly concrete building. Um, Has that very school look. You can see a a bus parked somewhere, kind of incongruously for the time of day, but, you know, it's comics. They They gotta tell you exactly where you are. In this playground, we see a very young Betsy Lincoln. The only colors that stand out are her hair and her eyes, and she is striding forward with purpose. Uh, we see this sort of determined set of her face as she as she sort of storms towards the fourth wall. And when we get the reverse panel, we see a trio of, of bullies uh, pushing a, a smaller kid around. Uh, we get a panel of this kid sort of falling to his knees um, and the, the, the sort of jingle uh, effect as some of the bullies are clearly uh, have clearly looted him of his lunch money. Betsy, yes. what, are, what are you doing? Oh, I, I'm going to go beat their butts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't use bad words. I'm like, what, eight? Do you want to do you want to beat them up or do you want to defend this kid? Oh, well, I'm going to start by defending this kid. Great. All right. Um, so give us some panels as Betsy storms over and goes to defend this kid. Yeah, I, I think we get a couple panels of Betsy stomping forward. She definitely has pigtails, um, rolling up one button-down sleeve after the other and uh, crossing her arms, stomping. Probably, I think she's a good head shorter than the shortest one of the bullies. And she's just going to look up and say, hey, leave that guy alone. We don't even see words in response. We actually get word bubbles with just sort of blank squiggles. But the the jeering expressions on the bullies' faces are pretty clear as one of them goes to goes to aim another kick at this kid. Roll to defend. Well, that's Snake Eyes. starting the season off strong i I hope this isn't a gnomon um so yeah this this bully just rears back and punts this kid right in the ribs just for good measure um and we can see as as betsy young betsy's jaw just tightens and the sort of snarl on her face and uh betsy uh Sort of unbidden, as somewhere deep in your sleepy mind, uh, you can you can kind of feel the the reticence at what's coming next. Choose two from overwhelm a vulnerable foe. Oh boy, I think I'm gonna pick. You take a powerful blow in return, and you hurt your foe more than you intend. All right, so give us some panels as Betsy absolutely sees red. Yeah, so we get a close-up on her eyes, and um, all of a sudden it's just a flurry of, of blows and like, the, the, the dust clouds that you, you see, except it looks a little bit more hyper-real than the usual kids' cartoon dust clouds of, of a scuffle. And I think we see, like, a tooth go flying. Yeah, we absolutely get the, like... It's you, you get that sort of, again, the hyper-real, hyper-sharp detail in the foreground. And the background is all, like, blurred and and has that dreamlike quality to it. Um, at somewhere in here, um, one, of, uh, one of the bullies, uh, Betsy actually, I'm going to say, pounces on top of and is just wailing on this kid on the ground. He sort of manages to to swat back and and backhand Betsy and we see the the sort of 
the the impact of this warble across her face um, in, in one of the panels as as you get sort of the the spray of of spit and blood. Um, and in the last panel, we see uh, Betsy is going to look down and just stomp on this kid. There is a moment as everything is still, and the the bullies are just sort of lying on the ground, uh, just sort of curled up and holding themselves. The kid that Betsy has rescued kind of is looking up at her with terror and pushes himself away and just runs, leaving his lunch money behind. Uh, yeah, I think Betsy's going to pick it up and try to follow after him. Like, no, wait, hey, you for- you dropped this. Yeah, she gets about two steps and just her legs feel like lead, like she can barely move. And as she slows to a stop, looking down at her hands, uh, again, the only color in the panel is the green and silver and bronze of of this money and the red of the blood on her hands. And we start to see some some word bubbles crowding in overhead of, that's how you do it. Yes. I, you know what? I don't care what they say. I'm proud. And suddenly Betsy is in the back of, uh, in the back of a limo. Her father is sitting opposite her and handing her a monogrammed handkerchief. Uh, this time it's the gold of the script letter L that stands out on the page. Here, clean yourself up, kiddo. Yeah, I, I think she... We get the lines indicating that her hands are shaking. She is shaken from this. And as she grabs the handkerchief and mops her nose, I think we get a shot. Um, those shots you occasionally see in comics where they're reaching into their pocket and it's like the x-ray vision kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in her pocket, she's going to wrap her hand around. It's a Sundancer action figure. And she just looks really distraught. Mm. And Benny doesn't even seem to notice her expression. He's got one leg sort of crossed over the other, his his hands sort of steepled, his, his, his fingers sort of twitching against each other, considering, don't worry about what the administration says. I'll get him straightened out. What's important is that you know, you know to look after your turf, to let him know who owns that place. And, you know, one day... You won't even have to get your hands dirty to do it. But it's just good to know that you're daddy's little girl. And off of this, Betsy Lincoln vigil in the modern day wakes with a start. Yeah, I I think she has a second where she looks really upset and worried and like on the verge of tears before just settling into a really grumpy face. Yeah, we have at first like kind of the wavers on the outline of the of the trembling and then just the expression locks down the the fist sort of balls up in uh, on her like blanket and Betsy is Betsy again. Sure am <clears throat> for what it's worth. So meanwhile, as the as the camera of the the fourth wall uh, pulls back from Betsy, we can see that the vigilantes have a bit of a new lease on life. Uh, Anais's observatory is sort of hovering uh, currently over the site of uh, where the sanctum once stood. It's it sort of got that like chunk of earth on the bottom of it that's just sort of, if it was a cartoon, it would be bobbing gently <laughs> to to let you know, oh, it's totally levitating. Um we're going to go around and uh, I'll let you know what each of you are currently looking at. We'll start with Layla and Xyluriel. You are in um, you are in sort of the, the tower bedroom slash observatory proper uh, that Anais has set up. It's got a big circular bed in the middle that is, is mo- more like a giant beanbag, really. Um, there are sort of very freshly moved in collections of like anime paraphernalia, (laughs) stacks of manga, just lying around incongruously mixed in with all of this like sorceress paraphernalia. 
What are what are you two up to? I think uh, Layla's kind of like looking over the the giant circular bed. I think she goes over to the window and like checks out the view, and she just kind of you kind of get that Signal City skyline going off. It's a beautiful day, just clear, uh, clear fall, like late morning. Yeah, and she's gonna kind of say to Zylariel, you know. I'm always going to miss my old room, but I could get used to this. Oh, I'm used to it already. Yeah, I bet you are. Do you th- do you think we could get just a little more pomp in here? I'm thinking curtains. I'm seeing one big circular curtain to shut the light out all morning. It's so good to sleep in. You know, Z, I'm actually kind of in agreement with you, but that said, I think it's coffee time. Yes, it is indeed coffee time. And as Layla descends, there's sort of a, a stone like spiral staircase that, that goes down from the, the tower bedroom. Uh, the, the panel sort of winds down to Gray. Uh, Gray, you are standing in this library that you have been walking around for hours. Not because it's large. <laughs> Uh, it is like several concentric circles of uh, books, and Gray is trying to find the end of it, and has just sort of been walking in circles for hours. Of course, they have. <laughs> I think they're not even upset. This is like entirely entertaining to them. <laughs> they're having a grand old time. Eventually, they'll find their the end. They're sure of that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, in the middle, you can see um, the the lectern where the the grimoire of much repute goes. Um, you can see there's sort of this this orrery that to any uh, to any citizens reading this comic does not look like any sort of planetary formation you've ever seen. Um, and yeah, are, are you doing anything besides laps around the library? Oh, I think they're muttering to themselves like two lefts and then a right last time. So left, right, left this time. Like <laughs> despite the fact that they're just, just walking walk. in a circle. Perfect, perfect. Uh, meanwhile, in in a on the side of the room, we see Clara. Uh, Clara is standing in a room that has two main features. Uh, it's a round room that has this sort of glowing disc in the center uh, that's just sort of swirling with with blue energy that seems to get more solid on the edge that is sort of poised over this raised dais. Uh, that is one feature. The other is a large uh, a large table, like round table, with like a, like an end table, but big, uh, that has a massive bell jar over it, and inside of that bell jar is the orb. Oh, great! You again? Hi. As as Clara walks up, she looks down and she swears it wasn't there a moment ago. But there's a little like almost like a. Uh, those like placeholder cards at dinner parties just folded there on like fancy cardstock that says in like a script, please don't touch the glass. Yeah, I remember what you did last time. Can can I can I talk to the glass? She looks back down expecting another another place card. It's not a new one, but it, the one has changed <laughs> to say only very quietly. Hi, Orb. It sort of like pulses a little bit. Like, almost like holding a magnet near, like, like iron shavings. She kind of stares at the orb for a minute. Yeah, I'm just gonna... You just have a good time over here. Is she gonna go check out that disc? Yeah, there's a... Uh, as she turns, there's sort of a sparking effect from off-panel as Celine uh, emerges from this disc. Uh, you can see on her on her hand, she's got... A very similar, like almost holographic-looking bracelet to what Anais had spun for uh, the rest of the team. Uh, several, I, I think, a couple Christmases back. Um, except hers is very like silvery, like it looks like moonlight on her wrist. I, it, it almost looks like a band of just like moon surface that actually has like a, a light side and dark side, depending on how you're looking at it. 
You always look so rad. Did you just walk out of a disc? Um, yeah. Anais told me to imagine I was here and then knock on my closet door and walk through and, uh... So, 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 you, so, so you went into the closet and this is where you ended up? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, okay. She's going to go give Celine a hug and a kiss. Celine's going to hug her back. Uh, her trailing hand had still kind of been in the disc. And as uh, as they hug, sort of as you can see over her shoulder, over Clara's shoulder, uh, the the moon bow and the quiver come out of the of the portal. Why do you have that? Is is something going on? Should I know about something you're trying to shoot? Uh, no, I'm, I'm practicing. Because if I'm going to be uh, in the field, I got to get my aim up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to be in the field. Yep, that's... I'm doing this, Clara. Yeah. I'm so doing this. I can't stop you, can I? No. No. Why is everyone in my life a superhero? This is ridiculous. Uh, because we're awesome, and well, now I'm also awesome. Correction, you were always awesome, but mm, that's a good point. I'm like awesomer now. Do you want coffee? 10%, 20%. Let's get coffee. Because there's got to be a kitchen in this place, right? Sure. And hang on, l- l- let me try something. Anais, it would be really great if there was a coffee grinder downstairs, she says, just facing a random wall and sort of talking like in the way that you do if you're not sure someone's listening. Um, and yeah. and a kettle and some coffee. It would be great if there was coffee stuff downstairs. That would just be awesome. Let's let's go see if that worked. We we get a like a, a panel of of Clara sort of looking into this blank space, just, like three panels of her looking exactly the same, like kind of expectant but uncertain, as Celine's eyes just shift from one side to the other in each panel, and she's just a- after a few panels of nothing whatsoever happening, gonna gonna pat Clara on the back and go, "Let's see if we can." Yeah, I'll ask her next time I see her in person. <laughs> Meanwhile. Betsy, you have come downstairs, mm-hmm. and you're the one who finds who finds Anais. Uh, Anais is crouching over. Um, there, there's sort of a drop cloth spread out in the in the same sort of big space that has the library and the lectern and the orrery. Um, there's a drop cloth spread out with uh, the frame of the magic mirror, and uh, as you're coming down, she is. You can see. Uh, she's crouching over this, fitting the last few shards of it back in by hand. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, Betsy's gonna wander up. She has two cans of energy drink in her hand. Uh, one of them, she's she's gonna hold them awkwardly, crack one open, chug it, um, tuck the empty can under her sh- <laughs> uh, arm, crack the other one open, and start actually drinking that like a normal person. <laughs> Except their energy drinks, this is not normal. Perfect. Yeah, as she approaches, Piku was sort of sitting, I'd say next to, but over, really, Anais. Um, just sort of watching her work, occasionally nosing at a piece of glass. She's, oh, thank you, and goes to fit that in. And as uh, as Betsy comes closer, Piku doesn't even, like, stand. He's he's still just sitting, but just sort of stretches his snoot over the, the opening of the, of the can. You just get the sort of... No, no, no. That's that. That's for vigil. Um, Pikus get other beverages like water. You should drink water. Hi, honeys. How you doing? Hey. Oh, finally, finally done. Wow, this was this was a lot of work. Oh, do you uh, want the rest of this one? I, I can. I, I have another whole pallet upstairs. I can. No, no. I, you know, I've got better control now, but I really. Don't need to see what I'm like that caffeinated. It, it probably won't even be the magic. It'll probably just be bad ideas. Oh no, you're right. Right, and sorry. I hope I didn't. Uh, did, did I do a bad there? No, you're fine. Okay, good. Uh good morning. Morning. Sorry, just give me one sec. I just gotta mm-hmm. finish this. Mm-hmm. As Anise is gonna slot the last piece, the last shard of of glass in, and as she does, it almost looks like it sort of liquefies and merges into the ones around it, and this effect just sort of spreads across the mirror. 
and she sort of peers down into it. Does does Betsy as well? Is it sort of just lying on the floor? Oh, definitely. I, I think we get a panel of Betsy behind Anae slurping really loudly from the can. <laughs> Uh, like tapping yeah, the other one idly with her nail. I, I think it's not even from behind. It's a it's a panel from the floor up, like from the view of the mirror of like Anise's head over and and, and Betsy's head over, kind of. Yes. And Piku's head just sort of just sort of inquisitively, just he's just excited to be involved. Huh? Yep. And um, there's a moment where it's just your reflections, and then. Uh, the reflection of Anais uh, blinks when the actual Anais doesn't and sort of adjusts her glasses and, and pinches the bridge of her nose. Wow. Um, all right. Thought I was dead for a minute there. And uh, real Anais kind of sheepishly scratches the back of her. Yeah, sorry. We, we, you did sort of end up in a fight right after I... Okay, listen. I, I cut a few new runes. So you should be able to move around the observatory as much as you want. And you just hang out. You don't have to fight anymore. I'd really prefer you didn't actually fight people. Is that cool? Is that okay? Are are we good? And the, the mirror kind of like is just watching her through this, just sort of vacantly and blinks. Okay. And the mirror uh, wobbles and then flips upright, just sort of suspended in the air. And uh, Anis releases a, a breath. Cool. Yeah. Well, magic mirror. Hey, magic mirror, would you like an energy drink? The reflection of Betsy sort of holds this can between its, like, its middle finger and thumb as if it was radioactive and, and it kind of scrunches its nose at it. What would I do with an energy drink? I I don't know. Um, I was just trying to be polite. Hello, good good morning. Mm, thought that counts. Okay. Oh, uh, and Anis is sort of nodding and and is sort of like hovering around this thing. Literally, finally, um, as she's like checking for just various things, and finally, great, um. Betsy, you want to? It sounds like you need something. You want to walk and talk? I gotta, I gotta do a thing. Oh sure, we can walk and talk. I don't need anything. I'm doing great. Your uh, observatory here is uh, really nice, actually. Don't, don't tell Layla. I'm pretty sure she's enjoying it too. Okay, good, good. As uh, as they're sort of talking about this, uh, Ani summons, just sort of reaches a hand into the air and summons the grimoire to her. Uh, and flips to the the page that's that's been uh, had the corner torn out of it. At about this time, everyone's sort of converging on the same space. Uh, Layla and Xyluriel have have come downstairs in their quest for coffee. Uh, Clara and Celine have have sort of wandered into this space as well for the same reason. Gray, you just you just happen to be circling around the the library at the correct moment. Oh, hey everyone. Hi Gray. You um you're looking for the end of the library, aren't you? Yeah, I I, I know I'll find it sometime. I just uh, I haven't found the right pattern to get there. It's a circle. And I really don't know what you expected. You're doing great. Thanks. I I know I'll get it sometime. <laughs> do you, do you do you know how to leave if you want to? Oh, yeah. I'm just looking for the end. Yeah, they're uh... fine. Don't tell them you'll spoil their fun. And uh, Anis has sort of turned back to the mirror and, and holds up the, the pages. Hi, can you just find the rest of this as she sort of points to the torn corner? And the uh, the reflection of, of Anis kind of squints at it for a second. Does, does that sort of meh, nod? And the view of the mirror shifts to the Library of Alexandria. Oh, it's... um. Didn't we set that on fire? Yes, and I did say I'd fix that. As as Mar- as Anise just steps backwards, slowly just walks backward through the mirror. That's it's weird that you can do that. Do you want us to come with you? You want to come can with? Can we come with you? Yeah, come on with. All is, right. Is that the end of the library? Yes. Congratulations, buddy. You found it. <laughs> I, but I. I guess I didn't consider standing still was an option. 
Mm. Claire's going to walk through the mirror. <laughs> so many new options present themselves to you when you just open your mind. I have become Uncle Jokey. <laughs> Selene, you coming? Uh, yeah. Where are we going? She's sort of like nervously towing at the mirror like someone tows at cold pool water. The, um... The, the Library of Alexandria. The significantly less lost Library of Alexandria. Cool. And she's going to walk through. We have a friend there. Here, I guess. Yeah. As you're all stepping through, we actually get a panel of uh, the last, the, the, the like last few seconds of the last we had seen the Library of Alexandria of, of a much more uh, harrowed looking <laughs> Anais clutching, uh, <laughs> clutching the grimoire to her chest. I'll be right back as she sort of hops backwards through this rift. The rift closes and not half a second later... Uh, the the air sort of ripples as uh, as the group of you pass through. Hey, Mati, I'm back. That was fast. Is the place still very much on fire? It's very much on fire, and Anise is sort of spreading her arms out, almost like she's sort of prat keeping the the uh, the library. As you can see, the the sands that she's been using to cast time magic out of are, are sort of like misting out of one sleeve and out of the other, she just kind of produces the pendulum staff out of nowhere. Uh, slowly you see the flames sort of slow and slow and halt. There's a, there's a sickening crunch as the, the stone of a catapult comes through the, the ceiling and sort of stops a few inches above Mati. Wow. Okay, we cut that close. That's time travel for you. Clara kind of turns to Celine. Like I said, we kind of set this on fire the last time we were here. Uh, to be fair, we set a fire, but also that's happening as as Anis like sort of jerks a thumb through this this like smashed open <laughs> section of wall. Okay. As you can see, like Roman soldiers outside. It wasn't entirely our fault. Anyway, as as Anis is is just sort of almost doing like air traffic controller motions, and as she does, uh, you can see the the glitters are the very grimoire glitters are are spreading off of her hands as various books and artifacts are getting wreathed in grimoire blue and just sort of marching themselves out through the mirror portal. Anais, yes, are we evacuating the Library of Alexandria? Was that not clear? Yeah, no, it was. But are we evacuating it to my collection? I mean, I'm, I'm going to put it on the stacks in the in the grand library, which is above my collection. What I'm saying here is, I get to I get to study these. Oh yeah, totally. No, we're absolutely going to study these. I, I don't know ancient Egyptian yet. It's okay. But I've been meaning to learn my hieroglyphics. It's okay. I do. Nice. I should probably not touch anything that came out of here, right? Don't you dare. Not unless you're wearing gloves. You probably shouldn't either, Bets. Well, computers haven't been invented for another 2,000 years, so I'm not gonna. Now, that's a good point. I know where your interests lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, you're all sort of watching this happen, and so is, so is Mati, just sort of I just following one thing after another. Then I suppose my purpose has ended here. As... as Anais is, is sort of carrying, like, one of the last, like, stacks of books. Oh, were, were you not coming? Is that allowed? Yeah. It's a, anyone object? Then that's that's cool, right? Oh, oh yeah. Mati, it's way more comfortable and less on fire uh, where we're going. I mean, you are the, like, guardian of the Library of Alexandria, right? Then I suppose I shall ma- remain a custodian. Yeah, because the library just grew legs and walked that way. And Mati is going to just follow the lot of you through the mirror portal. Uh, Layla kind of looks at Mati and is like, besides, you've been here for basically ever. I'd love to pick your brain if you... I don't know if they have a brain. Figuratively, of course. I am unfamiliar with your patterns of speech, but I would be glad to share what knowledge I have. Awesome. They talk so cool. <laughs> and as you all head back to the observatory, uh, you get there and you have company. You're noticing that 
Uh, Frankie, Carter, and Curie have come in from seemingly nowhere. Uh, Curie is holding a a few slice-of-life pizzas on one hand. Uh, Carter has gone over and is just, like, opening windows and, and fiddling with window boxes outside as, as little flowers sprout up. Hi, Curie. Yeah, what's up? Anybody want to? I got more of these upstairs, and Betsy's just going to wave her empty energy drink cans. I have a better idea. Yeah? Anis, can we get, like, coffee stuff in here? Uh, yeah, I mean, kitchen's right over here. Does the kitchen have coffee stuff? It was Uncle Jokey's. It's got coffee stuff. <laughs> As she starts rubbing her hands together <laughs> maniacally. I want to try an energy drink. Oh, no. Yeah, hit me up with one of those. Uh, absolutely. Um... On a wizards recycle, right? I got two cans here, and uh... okay, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Anais leads you leads you all into a very incongruous kitchen. Like everything else in here, kind of looks ancient and out of time and wizardly, and very like into a very like modern looking suburbanite kitchen. Marble how's countertops. The, how's the coffee set up? Uh, the coffee setup is elaborate. Nice. You, oh coffee aficionado, tell me what's the coffee setup. Hang on, I need to come up with like all of the off-brand versions of all of them. What's your dream coffee setup? Can there be a Bunsen burner? (laughs) (laughs) There'd better be a Bunsen burner. I think it's, I feel like... Uncle Jokey is the kind of guy who would have collected one of every type of coffee maker that he could get his hands on. Just traveling around the world, picking things up occasionally. Yep. He's got those. He's got espresso machines. He's got yep. French presses. Just he's a, got... One of every kind of thing that is used to make coffee. I, I think that there's... there's a steam wand. There's a very... Well, of course there's a steam wand. There's a full, like, commercial-grade oh, yeah. espresso machine, which has to have a there's, steam wand. There's basically a moon and stars back here. <laughs> I think, Claire, actually... Um, isn't that the machine that we got out of the moon and stars last winter because it was kind of dying. Yeah, it was still fine. Did he dumpster dive my coffee shop? Um, would you feel better if I said no? Did you dumpster dive my coffee shop? Oh, I definitely didn't. <sighs> well, let's see if it works now. I feel <laughs> like it works perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she kind of like pets the top of it. She's like, oh, I missed you. It very suspiciously works exactly the way it did when you first got hired there. Yeah, that's deeply suspect, but she's she's not going to question it too closely. I think around this point, Betsy's going to come out of the pantry with a canister of instant coffee and just say, Hey, Clara, found some... Uh- Can I roll to either unleash or defend? Possibly defend you from bad coffee? Roll to defend Betsy from bad coffee. <laughs> that is a 14. <laughs> Describe how you do it. Give us some panels. Is there a window in here? Oh yeah. We get like ha- we get like three panels that are just motion blurs, and then the instant coffee sailing out the yeah, window the, from it. The little chuck line. Yeah, it's like, of... shup, shup. yeah it, it sort of bounces off some of the last remaining rubble of the sanctum that's still <laughs> down there. Yeah, that's where it belongs. Now I'm gonna make you real coffee, and you're gonna drink it. I think that counts as littering. That's definitely littering. I'll get it later if I can find it. Layla's going to kind of sigh and look out the window and telekinetically. Do you want me to roll to telekinetically? (laughs) She just kind of sighs, looks over, telekinetically picks up the the instant coffee and just moves it into the trash that's out by the Yeah, we got the the, like it crushes itself in the sink and spills the coffee out and the can just... Also, for the record, I'm going to, uh, on a 10+, plus, add a team to the pool. Sounds good. That brings us up to two floating team. Hey, Clara. Yeah? You make coffee with water, right? Dear God Almighty. Yes. Yes, I... Yeah. Yes. Can you make it with this that Betsy gave me instead? Betsy's in the the back of the frame, just nodding enthusiastically. Are they an energy drink? They are indeed. Yep, it's it's the the energy drink. As I'm gonna say, it is bright purple, and uh, the the logo blazing across is Gremlin, <laughs> and it's it's one of the little oh, Gremlins no. stylized on the front of it. 
Claire's going to look at the can. <laughs> just, it, it, the logo, no matter where you're standing, it always looks like the eyes are following oh you. <laughs> Claire's going to look at the can, look at Gray, look at Betsy, look back at the can. No. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Big puppy dog eyes. It would it would destroy the machine if I ran this through it. I, I think Betsy from behind Clara is just mouthing, "It's okay, Gray. I'll make it for you." What about one of the ones that doesn't go through a machine? Oh, like the the. I could make your... you a pour over. Am I about? To... She, she. I think she turns to to Layla and says, "Am I seriously about to make a V sixty of Gremlin coffee for Gray? Am I gonna do this? I mean." Think Do of, I have a choice? Think uh, of how disappointed they'd be if you didn't. I, I mean, listen, I can upgrade your coffee machine if you want. No. Says, no. says Frankie. You don't get to touch this. <laughs> Betsy's nodding enthusiastically and then changes it to a shaking her head enthusiastically. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as Clara says no. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, no. Claire's like wrapped around the espresso machine. Oh, come uh-uh. on. No one touches my baby. It doesn't even have legs. And and can you save some of the, the coffee grounds so, so I can put them on top? That's deeply horrifying. <laughs> you gotta have texture. I, the crunch. I, 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 Claire just looks <laughs> defeated. As, Give as, me the gremlin. As Claire flounders, um, Curie just sort of like with a, with a deft flick of the wrist, sort of perfectly tosses these three pizzas onto the onto the sort of kitchen island. Um, they, they sort of just expertly line up. Um, Anais is, is just sort of flitting around, opening each pizza box, putting out plates, just looks pleased as punch. Um, one of the pizzas is definitely Sea Monster. One of them is Extra Cheese. What's the third one? First person to, to, to suggest something. Gets Anchovy. Well, Wouldn't that be Sea Monster? Sea Monster. Sea Monster is good. No, no, no. There's Sea Monster. And Mushroom, banana, pepper. Okay. Oh. oh. I'd eat it. Claire would eat it. What the hell did you order anyway? Mushroom banana pepper. It's good. All yours, dude. Ha- try it. Are you a woman of culture? Betsy already has two <laughs> slices on her plate. Betsy likes it. I'm a nuclear. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you don't know what you're missing out on. Celine? <laughs> no. Gray? Can we put coffee grounds on it? Uh, yes. Then yes. <sighs> I can't. Physically stop you. You should try it too. Are you a woman of culture or not? I hate you. <laughs> she just she just deadpan stares Layla directly in the eyes and goes back to making the awful gremlin coffee. She she's got a very nice um, elk electric kettle that she's filled with like three cans of gremlin and she's just muttering darkly to herself as she makes this. <laughs> I can't even call it coffee and good. Con- I can't even call this coffee and good conscience. Yeah, as, as she's doing that, everyone's everyone's sort of getting their pizza, and uh, Anis is sort of peering over shoulders. So, how'd we do? Everyone get through the portal, okay? And uh, Curie, who's got the like the the slice at almost arm's length and the cheese stretch going into her mouth, uh, just holds up her off wrist. Also has the same one of those those bracelets. Um, Carter and Frankie follow suit. Good, good. All right. That is one less thing to worry about. And I did invite Liberty Bell, but she's not here. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's everyone. Sorry, bud. Someone want to give her a call? Celine? You have her number, right? Uh, last I saw, she was sort of doing a thing with Lady Liberty. Uh, oh. In fact, it's it's kind of a torchbearer thing. Uh, maybe we should talk about that whole like situation. Can I finish making drink? I can't physically stop you. So, well, I, I mean, could. I could. Please, please do. <laughs> but for real, we should probably talk about. Uh, everything. Okay, did we uh save the city wrong? No, and that's kind of the, well, some people would call it a problem, I guess. We saved it too good? I mean, like, 
have you seen yourselves lately? Uh, yeah, I looked in the mirror this morning. I'm a mess. No, I no. mean, like, there was the thing with the archdemon, and then the really, really messed up stuff with Miss Hargrove, and then the whole whatever you call that magical shit show that happened a couple weeks back. Wizard bullshit. Thursday. Uh, sorcerer. Really, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, here's the point. As she picks up a remote and it just sort of points it over her shoulder without even looking, just turns the TV on. And it, it, it turns on to local news as uh, you see basically a, a clip show of reruns of Vigilante's exploits um, of, like, all of you swooping in, like, the, the fight with the orb. Um, like, there, there's a bit of Shrike sparring with Imperative on top of City Hall. Oh, yeah, that happened. There's, like, a... a a clip that that stops mid frame of a vigil just like swinging between buildings heroically. You're kind of everywhere, with exactly dick for help from the torchbearers. And I mean, I'm proud of you, legit. Like, I want someone to prove that you don't need to be slurping up star money to get good. But y'all gotta know that's gonna put a target on your backs, like, politically? We're making the torchbearers look bad, aren't we? Yeah. Name the last major Signal City crisis that the torchbearers actually solved. Because let me tell you, while you were all out of town, you saw what you came back to. Well, uh, with, uh, honestly, that's right, people forgot about that whole thing, because I was going to say with my dad, I'm kind of surprised we have as good a reputation as we do have. Yeah. You all did something, right? Because I, like, legit forgot who you are for six hours, like, you're back. We briefly erased her from history. We brought her back, obviously. I'm back. As as Curie just sort of looks at, like, just slow turn to Anis, it wasn't even me. Look, these things happen, okay? I'm back. Yeah, anyway. Congrats, Vigil. You've got anonymity back. Mm-hmm. So what do we do about this then? I mean, clearly we've got a pretty decent reputation at this point, but if that's gonna if that's gonna put us in bad with the torchbearers, maybe we should do something about that. I'm really sorry. I'm supposed to be the one who's gonna do the politics game and make things work out between us and the torchbearers, and I I didn't. I'm sorry. Hey, we've been busy. We've been real busy, and also not here. And look, Clara. I don't think anyone could get them to pull their thumbs out of their butts, okay? Clara kind of chuckles, but... (laughs) God knows I've spent my life trying. But, but, I mean, Kiri's right. This is not... This doesn't look good for them, and there's a lot of people who want them to look good. What, we need to have a cookout with them? Is is that what you got out of that? Because I think you kind of got it backwards. I want you to do it again? (laughs) Clara blessedly drops the mug full of gremlin coffee that she just... I'll start over. I think Betsy reaches out like, no. I mean, does one of us want to roll to defend the gremlin coffee? Can I roll? That sounds like you just volunteered. I did just volunteer. You have telekinesis. That sort of makes sense. Yeah. You defend. All right. That is a seven on the dice, which means it's a 10 in real life. All right, yeah. Um, the way you're going to very, very slightly escalate the situation is you catch it, well, but... no, because it's a 10. Just, it just works. Oh, just was it a 10? Yeah. It was a 10 total. No. All right, never mind then. That 100% just works. 
Although I'd argue that giving this to Gray does qualify as escalating the situation. I feel like Gray does the slow motion, no, until it's on the table in front of them. <laughs> yeah, but they're no, just doing it in real like, time. Yeah, we get the slow motion, no. And, and meanwhile, like, Layla has caught this and is lifting it and in the background. We still see Gray just, no. <laughs> I'm also going to add a team to the pool. We have three team because we've done various things involving bad coffee. This is amazing. Really, you're team bonding. It makes sense. Team bonding? I think that was the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Layla just kind of gives Gray a look. It's fine. It's still very drinkable. That's the problem. Thank you. Oh, my talents are being wasted. <laughs> Betsy's teaching me how to chug. Why would you do that? Oh, why wouldn't I do that? Because now they can chug! Here, give me some of that. I think Betsy's going to pull up a mug and just spill a little bit over into the second mug and take take a sip. (laughs) And you definitely get a range of uh, of expressions. (laughs) And if this is in color, we get like this this purple hue over her face. Oh, yeah. She's going through. She goes through all seven (laughs) stages of grief as she drinks this (laughs) and then swallows it because she is too proud to admit defeat and say it's great and choose. (laughs) <laughs> this cannot be like drinkable for a normal human, right? Like no, at oh, all. Not for a normal no, human no, being. No, it's not. No. So, but this is Betsy. As these shenanigans are ensuing, um, you see like Frankie and Carter and Celine are kind of considering what Carrie just said. Uh, Carter sort of raises a hand. Um, I I don't know if how much uh my opinion really. Anyway, I I don't know that I want to, like, embarrass people on purpose. No, I, I don't mean, like, we should go out of our way to do it. I just mean, look, within the span of a couple of years with no backing, no endorsements, and no groveling, the vigilantes went from a few chaotic, Kids, a possessed teenager, uh, sorry, daughter of a noted shifty, shifty man, a werewolf. I don't know what happened to her. I miss her. A bird girl and a walking atom bomb. No offense. I would know. To the people who very publicly saved the city like a whole bunch of times with a low-key floating castle. The floating castle is pretty cool. Yeah, the floating castle is pretty cool. Point stands. Uh, We should keep capitalizing on this. Okay, so you're the expert. How do we do that? Well... Uh, since we have at least two good card-carrying members of the Torchbearers here, it just so happens that it would be completely a-okay if I were to share some intel and a task we were asked to take care of as Torchbearers, and if y'all just happen to show up to that and just be seen... That'd be good. So we are trying to embarrass the torchbearers on purpose this time. Mm, A little bit. We're just showing up if the embarrassment happens. not really on us. Clara, we're just doing our part. Y- yeah. Y- yeah. And Frankie's just sort of like rocking back on his, on his heels and bouncing a little and just grinning ear to ear. I'm going to do superhero stuff. <laughs> yeah, you are. And Betsy's going to just hold up a hand for a high five. Yeah, he has to like jump slightly to, to, to hit it. Yeah, Betsy absolutely held her hand at that level to ensure he had to jump. He's so jazzed he doesn't even seem to notice. <laughs> he just goes for it. Anyway, here's the deal. Uh, after the like slew of truly terrible things that have happened lately... Uh, the mayor is holding one of his like town hall meetings that he loves doing because he thinks they're awesome and get him so much PR. But it's all bad. No one ever likes anything he says at these. Nope. 
And that's why he asked the torchbearers to be there, because truly no one likes what he has to say at these. Because he's a moron. Because he's a moron. So uh, what do you say? I did stop his office from getting blown up once, so I feel like I ought to be there. And you're a torchbearer, so uh, you technically got invited. Oh, no. Betsy's taking a uh, backpack um, from underneath the counter. She has these stashed all over the observatory. (laughs) Well, I'm in. Me too. Protective detail? Am I going to, like, save the mayor on my first day of superheroing? Because that would be so cool if I save the mayor on my first day of superheroing. Technically, this is definitely not your first day of superheroing. Uh... It will be in costume as she, like, whips this, this like, dorky-looking, like, leotard out of a, a backpack. I'm not going to judge until I see you in that. Like no, that's... you don't want to see me in this. I, I was kind of thinking I want to see you in mm-hmm. that. Just a little bit. I've never seen you in a leotard. Let's go save the mayor. Let's go save the mayor. Hopefully we don't have to save the mayor from anything. Let's go save the mayor. And on that note, we're going to go get some ice cream. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reroll Play. This episode, you heard us play Masks, A New Generation, created by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. I'm Andy, your show-running GM, and our sound editing is a joint effort between myself and my lovely wife, Marie. The music you're hearing is the epic orchestral superhero trailer by Neil Murray Music. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Rerollplay Podcast or on Twitter at Signal City for regular updates as our adventures continue. If you'd like to help us make our show even better, please consider supporting us on Patreon. A link to our page can be found in the description of each episode. We'd like to thank all of our patrons for their generous support, but we'd like to make special mention of our paragons of Signal City. Caitlin, Micah Weld, and our anonymous benefactor. With that, we're officially off to get our just desserts. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next episode.